Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we kick off hour two with Steven Silton. It's his weekly segment. He's joining us in studio, and we love that. Steven Silton, business sports attorney with Colson O'Connor, joining us here on The Late Show. Great to Good be evening. here. Great to be here. I will never miss a chance of coming into the studio. I love it. Man, here. we love having you here. The energy is just, it's different, right? It's, 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 it's like we love watching um, sports events on television, but when you're there, it's just a different type of energy. Totally. Totally, you know, totally. I, I I love this energy. Yeah, you know, be able to spend spend every. It week sounds with better on awesome. the radio yeah. too. It just sounds so much. Yeah, it better. sounds good. All right, so let's start tonight with um a story that's there's more information that's coming out about it, but the news broke early this morning about Jim Irsay. And people out there listening, if you don't know who Jim Irsay is, he is the uh, the current owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, and he inherited. The franchise from his father. Robert Ursay, okay? yep. Yep, who owned it back when it was the Baltimore Colts. And he was the one who moved the moved team into in, the of the night, in the middle right? of the night. Yep. yep, yep. All right, so Colts owner Jim Ursay, he was found unresponsive and struggling to breathe before being transported to a hospital by paramedics last month following a suspected overdose, according to a police report obtained by ESPN. Now, Ursay was found lying in bed. He was cold to the touch. When emergency personnel reached him on the morning of December the 8th, according to the report furnished by the Carmel, Indiana police, an officer wrote in the report that Ursay's pulse was weak and slow. Radio traffic uh, assessed by ESPN indicates that the fire rescue personnel dispatched to his house at 4.32 a.m., for a, rep- uh, for a report of an unconscious person. Ursay received a dose of Narcan, okay? And we know that that's the medicine that tries to reverse the effects of an opioid overdose uh, from the first police officers on the scene and responded slightly before paramedics transported him to a hospital. All right, clearly uh, this happened a month ago. Clearly Jim Ursay still alive because he did not die. But he's been playing with fire for a long time. He's been, uh, he's had, I want to, I, I think multiple DUIs. I think there was de- definitely one where he was asleep at the wheel, and people rolled up and were like, well, you know, what's going on? Um, he's he struggled with drug addiction. Uh, me and you kind of talked about that off air, and I know you'll bring that up again. My question is this, though: Can the NFL force Jim Ursay 
out of the club of NFL owners? Because at this particular point, it I don't know how you can move forward with a guy that's having so many personal issues like Jim Ursay is having. Now, he's not Donald Sterling. He's not saying racist things. He's not He's, he's not, not even Dan Schneider. Yeah, he's not Dan Schneider. But I guess my, but this is not a good situation for the NFL. No, it, it, the simple answer to your question and, and lawyers very rarely give simple answers is yes. Yes, if the NFL wanted to, they could force him to sell his franchise. He doesn't own the team independent of the NFL. The, it, is a, it is a franchise just like a McDonald's franchise, a Subway franchise, and that agreement will allow the NFL to, to force him to sell the agreement. The question isn't that necessarily. The question is will they, okay. right? And, and they've been pretty patient with Jim Ursay over the years. And fr- frankly, they've been patient with the Ursay family, right? The NFL was not 100% behind the move from, um, from Baltimore. Baltimore, yep. Yep, that was an original team. That was a storied franchise. They, they, Jim Ursay has struggled not only with, with addiction. And listen, addiction is a horrible disease. It can, it can touch anybody. Most families have some experience with it. So, so I hope he continues to deal with his addiction. And I think he has addressed it, at least has been honest about it. Um, but, you know, but, you know, a lot of his conduct that didn't involve addiction was very problematic. I think there was a, a, sec, a sexual harassment or yep, maybe was even, that a, too. Yep. even an abuse. I think he was accused of, of hitting a, 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 a woman. Frankly, at the same time, Ray Rice was suspended, right? And, and Jim Ursay was not forced to sell the team. His career was not ended. Um, and, but I do believe he was suspended for a period of time. So, I mean, it's quite possible that they won't force him to, but they will do what they did with Dan Schneider, which is, which is encourage him, right? Like, you know, not invite him into the same, to the same, uh, you know, kind of, you know, groups and, and not, you know, kind of support him. Any sort of penalty here? I I would doubt that there'd be a penalty, right? Because this is like in life, some people struggle and they have ups and downs. Hey, he almost, well, he overdosed in his own house. We're not going to penalize him a million dollars or whatever the case is. Yeah, they're probably not going to do that. that. I mean, I'm sure they're concerned about, you know, who's going to take over for this team, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, the continuity of ownership is a big deal in the NFL. Having strong owners – is incredibly important for the brand of the NFL, which which is probably the strongest brand in in U.S. sports. So they're they're going to be concerned. What if he dies without a successor? And what if there's mm. a sale like what you know you don't want to have happen? Which kind of what happened in Carolina, where you kind of had a team adrift uh, for a while. That was the case in Jacksonville. That that's not what the NFL wants right now. They want to focus on on moving into Europe. Um, you know, that is, that is, they would like to put probably four teams in Europe and and they don't want to have to deal. So they're going to have to find four owners to pay a massive franchise fee. I don't know what that franchise fee is going to be, but it's going to be huge. They don't want to have to deal with uh, finding a new owner for the Indianapolis Colts. All right. So let me ask you this, this is a totally different topic away from the national football league, but this is more about something more close to home here with the, uh, with the Minnesota twins. It's been talked about for the longest time with the whole Bally Sports North stuff. The news broke this morning that Amazon is going to invest in Diamond Sports as part of the bankruptcy restructuring agreement that they have. Okay, And so they're going to partner with Diamond Sports uh, to try to get them out of debt. Diamond owns 18 networks under the whole Bally Sports uh, umbrella. 
those networks have the rights to 37 professional teams, which includes, you know, Twins, Timberwolves, all that. This is my question. Because we don't know how this this is. I think this surprised a lot of people, okay? Do you think it's just inevitable that we're all going to be streaming games? Do, do, do you think that that's just our reality and that we're going to have to deal with it? Because I'll tell you this right now. I I have Hulu uh, Live TV. I have Apple. Um, I have cable, right? Because I, I need to make sure that I'm watching games. Do you, all you have Peacock? You needed Peacock last week. I didn't. I don't have Peacock, and I didn't. I didn't watch uh, the Kansas City game. I did not. That was a that was a bus kill for me. Do you think it's just inevitable? It, it concerns me, frankly, and and me too. And you know, sports are supposed to be the great equalizer, right? Everybody in in society is supposed to participate in sports. It's supposed to bring us together, create these kind of full regional conflicts that we all get involved in. And it's really, really important for society. And I do believe that the the price of live tickets have gotten so expensive right now that it's mm. priced a lot of people who historically have been able to go to games out of that. And now if people are going to have to pay for all these streaming services in order to watch a game, I, I would like to see, and I haven't talked to anybody at the NFL, uh, maybe next month at the Super Bowl, I, I'll, 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 I'll address this. Are they going to provide local outlets. So no matter how much money you have, you can watch the Vikings every single week because if you can't, to me that's a major problem. Yeah, I just don't where are we going with this? Cuz I, I have enough that I'm paying for. Why should I have to pay more to see all the other games? Like this makes I was not just I wasn't going to pay for Peacock anyway. I'm just not going to do it. Even though I want to see the Chiefs, even though everybody knows that the Vikings are my favorite football team, the Chiefs are my second favorite team because of my time in Kansas City, I'm not paying for it out of my pocket anymore. I'm, I'm just not doing that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were surprised that they were going to have to pay a subscription fee in order to watch that game. Yep. And I, 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 I don't Would think— Did you see the ratings for it? Through the roof. Really? Oh, my gosh. Because I, I don't like Amazon. I think Amazon just doesn't understand sports. I mean, those those Thursday night games were, were abysmal, and they, they just weren't well produced. Um, that's my only concern. But, you know, listen, Amazon Amazon has all the money in the world to figure it out, and I think they will. Uh, it, it, it'll be interesting to see if there's, you know, there's been this great dispersion of these mm-hmm. sports, whether there'll be a consolidation, right? It was, it was interesting how, uh, um, how this whole streaming – kind of uh, business kind of proliferated because, you know, it, it was just kind of this cute little thing. First you had Netflix and you had Netflix and Amazon Prime was essentially thrown in if you paid the, the fee to have the, the, the delivery. And most people did that. But now there's Paramount. There's like Disney. There's, you know, everything. It, yep. it, it gets super, super expensive. It, it prices a lot of people out of, uh, out, of, out of watching sports. Not a good thing. Yep. All right, we got sports, business, entertainment lawyer uh, Stephen Silton joining us here in studio, 651-461-9226, even if you maybe want to chime in with a, with a question via the uh, the text line. But let's take a brief pause. We'll come right back. want to ask him about this updated situation with the ACC court filing accusing FSU of breach of contract. we get to that next year on The Lake Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, the ACC filed an amended complaint in a North Carolina court on Tuesday seeking damages from Florida State for, quote, serial breaches of critical legal promises and obligations and question FSU's right to have leadership in ACC positions. A 55-page filing in Mecklenburg County marks the latest in the procedural jockeying between the ACC and Florida State over that school's challenge to the league's grant of rights. Look, this is the bottom line, and we kind of discussed this at the start of the commercial break. The ACC wants to protect themselves as a conference. They don't want to lose Florida State. The ACC realizes Florida State boats were done. We're cooked. It's over. Florida State is the ACC. I know that there's other institutions and Clemson's in there, but it ain't it ain't anything without Florida State. They need Florida State to stay there. Florida State, you know what they're trying to do? They're ready to bounce. Right. I assume they they looking right at the SEC and say they they're a perfect conference for us. Um, you know, listen, it's never a good idea to sue your star, by the way, right? Florida State is the star of the ACC, and if they can't get it with honey, using a stick often doesn't work in that because <laughs> Florida State will just wait them out, right? I mean, even if they're forced for a period of time to stay there, right? I mean, Florida State is a is is a catch, right? They're, they're not a secondary school that needs to find a place. Yes. They are a catch. They went undefeated in the regular season. This yeah, past yeah. Year. I mean, listen, they've got a great history, right? You know, the, Bobby Bowden, they've won national championship. They've had great uh, basketball teams. Leonard Hamilton. Right? Yeah, right? Charlie Ward played football and basketball, and basketball. right? Played yep. in the NBA. I mean, it's, it's a great school. Any of the conferences will be very excited to get Florida State. I mean, I think the big issue here is that there's going to be a, you know, a consolidation of conferences. I mean, I, I think at the you end of the day. Do you think it's going to be two or do you think it's going to be three? Well, you know, it's very interesting when you talk about the ACC and, and the impact of basketball, right? The question is whether they'll be, you know. No, the, I'm talking about the Big 12. Or the Big 12, yeah. right, the Big yeah. 12. Yeah, 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 sorry. Sorry, whether the Big 12 will be there just for basketball. I, I, I think at the end of the day you're going to have two major conferences. You're going to have the, the SEC and the Big 10. And ironically, it's kind of – it's going around like almost like political lines, which frankly I think will make it even more interesting, right? The SEC is in mostly red states. The Big 10 has wound up mostly in blue states. I think I think that's going to make it very, very, very interesting. Um 
And I think all the rest of the conferences are essentially going to, for some extent, disappear. Now, they might be there essentially for kind of these second-tier teams. But, the, you know, the major, the Power Five, the, the you know, historically the Power Five, the one that you're going to see every year in the college football um, playoffs as well as the finals, the Final Four and the Sweet 16 of the March Madness are going to be from one of those two conferences. You know, we're a hotbed here, right? You know basketball is a hotbed. You know that clearly. Yes. You're a Wolves fan. We've been to Wolves games together. Um, our, our, hey, our, our alma mater has the best basketball player in the state right now. Breck. Oh, you think I've never seen Daniel play? I've, I've never, I've never either, but I don't know how Breck got so good. Um, but there was, some people would, some people would debate that. Uh, they say that the, uh, the, the Cashmere kid from, um, from Park Center, they say he's, he could be Mr. Basketball as well. I don't know, I, but I, I can't debate that because I haven't been in the gyms and watching these kids at all play. But the, but they say that uh, Daniel's really good because he committed to the U, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah committed yeah. to the U. No, yeah. University of Wisconsin. Is oh, that's right. right. Yeah, University of Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the other kid that I'm thinking of is the um, the kid from outstate that's going to play for Ben Johnson at the University of Minnesota. I can't I can't recall his his, his first name right now. But this is a basketball hotbed, not just for the men. Uh, for the boys, but also for the girls. Man, we got the men's and women's Big Ten tournaments here in March. Minneapolis is going to be off the charts. March 6th through the 10th is the uh, the women's tournament. The 13th through the 17th, the men's tournament. And last night at Tom's Watch Bar, um, I was hosting and doing um, a panel with the vice president of both the men's and women's um, basketball for the Big Ten. Uh, Brad Taylor, he's the VP of basketball uh, for the Big Ten for the men's side. And then Megan Kahn, she is the VP on the women's side. And it, it was a nice it was nice getting to know them, talking to them in front of the uh, the all the people there. Tom's Watch Bar was a ton of people there from uh, from Minnesota Sports and Events and the Champions Council. And then I got a chance to do a Q&A uh, with Diamond Miller, who was, the, uh, who was the second overall pick last year in the WNBA, out of Maryland, plays for the Lynx was a star in the Big Ten, and one of the themes is the Big Ten. So to, to go to your point about how massive the Big Ten is now. Yeah, it's huge. It's only going to get big, bigger. And, hey, big props to the Vikings and, and, and our good friend Lester Bagley, who worked very hard to bring those there, bringing these big events to Minnesota, which I agree is, is bolstered by how good basketball is at all levels. I'm actually going to a women's high school game tomorrow, going to watch Minnie Haha play, mm. um, going to watch my good friend P.J. Hill's daughter, who's a sophomore. P.J. And, was there last night? Yeah. yeah P, he was, was at a, the event last night. Yeah, yep. he, yeah, and I hear she is a star, not su- not surprising. His, you know, P.J.'s sister is uh, going to be in the Hall of Fame for the WNBA. Well, now, 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 does he have a daughter? Um, yeah, because his sister Taylor, yep. she, um, yep, she, she'll be in the Hall of Fame. But now, does he have a daughter that goes to St. Thomas? No, you're gonna you're gonna ask me what what what? I think she goes to Minnehaha. We're going to the Minnehaha game. No, but he's th- doesn't he have two daughters? Yes, that play basketball. I think I'm he, not sure. Yes, I think I, he does. Yes. I, I, I think I think he's got two young sons too. He's a busy guy. PJ Hill is a busy what guy. What you doing, brother? PJ <laughs> Hill has more energy than anybody I know. The, I don't know how he does what he does. Wakes up four o'clock every day. Is in the gym training kids at five five thirty. It's crazy. Listen, when I was recruiting kids out of um, Minneapolis North High School to go to um, to um, to go to uh, four year colleges and into technical schools. PJ was a senior at North. I love PJ. PJ is an awesome human being. 
articulate, super smart, um, head in the right place, and he loves him some basketball. He played Ohio State. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then he played ten years overseas. I mean, I got to know PJ essentially three years ago. I don't. He's you know. He, I've been really blessed, and I would put you as one of those people. These people have kind of come in my life and kind of enriched it and taught me things. Oh, man, you've enriched our lives. Well, no, you. I mean, getting to know you through Jim Pete, God, that was 20 years ago. But PJ is one of those guys, and uh, he is is incredible. And watching what he's going to do over the next, you know, in, in Minneapolis, so committed to this. This town and and uh, is just just a wonderful. Guy. I don't know. I, I I hope he's not listening. He's gonna he's gonna you know get a he head bigger listen. than he is. Good. I, I'll text him in a few. Yeah, well, we, can, we, can both, we can we can both we can we can both. I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing his his daughter play. Who I which I hear and they're retiring. Chet Holmgren's uh, oh, um, really? jersey tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm paying. You won't believe this. I am paying fourteen dollars to go see uh, uh, a high school women's basketball game tomorrow. Wow. All right, real quickly, and this isn't anything specific in, in regards to having to break it down, but I just wanted to talk about it because um, I just can't – I just can't imagine. I don't know if you heard the story about the, uh, the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors, their game tonight has been postponed. Uh, they made it to Utah last night. Uh, they had a team dinner. One of their assistant coaches uh, collapsed with a heart attack. He died today. 46. And I, I bring this up because that's got to be one of the hardest things for any collection of men or women to have to deal with in a season is somebody that's that vital to your organization dying. Whether it's a player, whether it's a coach, like that's tough, dude. Yeah, I mean that's it, and it kind of puts everything in perspective, and it makes the win and losses just seem insignificant, right? And 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 listen, you know, it's so interesting because with uh, you know, the, with Demar Hamlin, what was that two years ago when he collapsed on the field, right? And I was surprised that that the NFL and and maybe because I I thought, listen, yet you know, a football is bigger than anything. You talking about canceling the game? Yeah, canceling. Oh, the game. I knew, I knew, I knew from the moment that it happened because you know what? I knew where I was. I'll never forget where I was when that happened. I was at Target Center at a Wolves game. Really. And I had it up on my laptop, and I'm sitting next to Jace Frederick. And I saw something. I saw the play ended. Then they went to commercial. Then they came back from commercial. And you could tell that somebody was hurt. And then you could tell some of the looks on the faces. And I said to Jace, I said, dude, I think that guy might have just died on the field. And people were kind of like, other people were kind of like, like, come on. you're." I'm like, no, something's seriously wrong here. They cut to commercial like four times. I know. I was watching. Yeah, and and you, that doesn't happen like that. Like you come back, you're showing replays, you're, you're, and you're, and then when they came back after like the second or third time and they showed Josh Allen and everybody crying, I'm like, whoa, dude. No, I, I, and, and I think I was, I was surprised, right? And kind of somewhat shame on me. I think that this shows how humanity is essentially eclipsing the the importance of the game. And and I think it's great that they're canceling this. Listen, this is this is a bigger deal and the team understanding and and digesting how this is going to impact them personally is way more important than than their game. So I it, listen, I think that shows an advance in our in our in our humanity. So many bad stories about how our society is so messed up. Yep. I think this shows that we're uh uh we're getting better, right? You know, sports sports you know, is 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 kind of buying into humanity over over wins and losses. Yeah. All right, Steve. Hey, man, always a pleasure to have you in studio. Oh, God, always great to be here. Steven Silton from Coles and O'Connor. 
uh, business and sports law attorney joining us here on The Late Show. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll check in on the weather with the meteorologist Paul Douglas. And then after that, 25 years ago was one of the biggest heartbreaks that we've all had in the, in the state of Minnesota with professional sports. We flash back to that next year on The Late Show. That's the day he became a Minnesotan. Had Atlanta on that fourth down kicked the field goal, then this couldn't happen. And Anderson hasn't missed in two years. So that's a pretty good bet if you say, do you think Gary Anderson will make this field goal? The answer should probably be yes. 39 yards away. And it's not good. Yeah, that was uh, Madness Summerall on the call there. The uh, Minnesota Vikings, Gary Anderson, who had missed a kick in two years, missed that field goal 25 years ago. NFC Championship game against the Dirty Birds of Atlanta. Atlanta wins it in overtime, and they go on to the Super Bowl, and they get crushed by the Denver Broncos. That is the worst sports loss of my lifetime. What is your worst sports loss of your lifetime? 651-461-9226. What is the worst one? That hurt more than anything. I remember just like yesterday, the next day, at the station, I remember looking at the, because I I think I had to go get the newspapers, right? Because I was overnight board op guy. I was just coming up in the ranks, and I'm doing all the stuff for for, for Dan and Barrero, and I got the reel going and printing out everything. I'm pretty sure I went and grabbed the newspapers, and I remember like yesterday, you know what was on the cover? The Weeping Blondes. Mm. The Weeping Blondes. That, that's it's they're going to go down in history. Listen, yeah, there's nothing that's even in the same category of hurt from a sports loss perspective than that game. I just knew it was it was our time because we had Randy Moss. We hadn't seen anything like Randy Moss. We had Randall Mc, uh, uh, Randall Cunningham was playing out of his mind. Yeah. I, I, I just, I was like, no, it's, it's, no, it's a done deal. 15 and one, 556 Ugh. points scored thanks to uh, Brian Billick's offense, the most prolific offense in the history of the NFL up to that point. You're at home, you're double digit favorites. Like, I, I was in school at North Dakota State at the time. My buddy Adam and I came down for the weekend and, I mean, bought, I mean, we may have bought the expensive seats next to Steve Silton. I mean, we spent all of our student loan money on these tickets, but we're like, you know what? We want to be there. My buddy shaved his head, put the Viking horns on the side. I drew a picture of the Falcon with a line through it. Like we were ready to go and we were going to be in the special edition of the Strib if they would have won because of how we were painted up and just outrageous. And I've never I've never cried after a football game or any sporting event except for that. 
Like, that is the only time that I've ever cried after a game. And on the, the ride back up to Fargo, I don't think we said but three words to each other because we were just so stunned. I mean, we couldn't even – the Jets and the Broncos were the afternoon game. We couldn't even listen to football. We just sat there in silence. It was – that that was hard. Like, that was that was my really – that was hard. That was the worst sporting event of my life. Hey, let's get some let's get some phone calls in here if we can. I want to know what is the biggest hurt that you've had in your sports life? Because 98 Vikings 15 and 1 losing in overtime to the Falcons, mm-hmm. that is my biggest hurt. 651-461-9226. This from the uh, 763. I am 43 years old. I agree with you 100%. That was horrible. Such a great Vikings team. It app dude, that was that was the team. If there's ever a team in the history of the Vikings since I've been alive and been active and watching, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about when I was a baby and I couldn't watch and I couldn't understand, I didn't even know what sports was. Yeah. You know? No, I'm talking about when I had a grasp on it. Dude, that was the squad. It, and I'm gonna tell you, even after that, the other team that I felt um had a chance was the Favre, um AP that you know when we lost to the Saints, but I didn't Back feel two thousand nine. Yeah, I didn't feel the same way about the team that lost to the Saints than I did about losing to the Falcons. See, I, I I've gone back and forth on this, and I think the thing about ninety eight was because it was just so explosive and it was different, and it was really this version of the NFL before this version of the NFL, the greatest show on turf, like. You had three deep, and I mean, you had everything that was going your way. I don't know that that game, because of all of the injuries, I don't know that they would have won the Super Bowl because you had just so many guys got nicked up in that game. Like, I mean, Ed McDaniel, I think Robert Griffin, I mean, there were just a litany of guys that were hurt. I feel like the 2009 team, if they would have gotten by Bounty Gate and the, and the Aints, if they would have gotten by that, I feel like they would have matched up better with Indianapolis in the Super Bowl. But I, I just feel like the expectations, based on what we saw, it was like no way, no way we could lose this game. No way. And I see that uh, here in the cry after a game, really, yes. I absolutely, I did. As a grown man, I cried. I didn't cry. I did. I, I, I did. Maybe I was in shock. Maybe I was in shock. I and yeah, that's just. I mean, I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. That that one stung. At 2009, after Favre threw that interception, I went into the bedroom. I shut the door. I shut the shades. I got in bed and I just curled up. And I'm like, "You got to be friggin' kidding me!" I'm like, really? Like I I I don't know. 2001 didn't bother me because I mean the Vikings were down 14 nothing before they even got the ball. You talking about the Rams game? Uh, no, I was talking about the, the Giants game, the 41 donut. Oh, the 41 donut, yeah, that yeah. That didn't bother what, what me. What about the Rams one? The Rams one, I, I don't know. That that one really doesn't even, I don't, that one didn't even register You don't think about that, that much? No, I don't. The, the, the Rams game, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, our quarterback that year with the Rams situation was, when it was the St. Louis Rams, that was Jeff George. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that was the Jeff George year. We had Jeff George when we went into that game against, the greatest show on turf. Do you remember that game? 
Yeah, I I do I do vaguely, but that wasn't a championship game, though, right? No, it wasn't a championship game. Okay, but, that was but, a playoff. But, game. but I okay. think that people felt strongly like the Vikings might have a chance. No, no, it wasn't a championship game. Okay, yeah, and I guess I'm just thinking about the the championship game. Guy, you get into playoff losses. That's a whole. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that was. Well, hell, the, we 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 lost in the uh, we lost in the Western Conference Finals. The yeah, Timberwolves oh, losing to the to the Lakers, and I thought that that was going to be our year. Sam Cassell gets hurt. Yeah. It ruined everything. Yeah, it's it's amazing just how one injury like that can completely change change the the whole dynamic. But yeah, that was uh, yeah that was ninety yeah that was ninety nine two thousand ish. That was the the greatest show on turf, right? That that year. How do you feel about two thousand seventeen? And I know this we're kind of evolving into a Vikings. You know the the, the twins. The, the they cause us the most hurt. They, they have. I mean, the Twins, the only World Series that they lost was 65 with the Dodgers. Neither one of us was alive. The Wolves, yeah, they, they what, 2003-2004 squad, that was an opportunity missed. The Wild going on that run to the Western Conference Finals, I think that was just so unexpected. Nobody knew what was going on. How about so, this in the text line from the six, uh, yeah. 651? Still in denial about 2023 NCAA hockey loss in overtime. 70% Ooh. of Tampa Arena where Minnesota fans felt really bad for Bob Mosco. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's when you kind of wanted – that's when you were rooting for Bob Mosco because yes. of everything that happened. It's like, son. Yep. here is – here's somebody who's had this just imaginable, unspeakable tragedy, and here's maybe something to make him feel good about. And, yeah, I I can see that. I can I can absolutely – See that. I mean, when I think back to to that 98 team, mm -hmm. man, remember Orlando Thomas? Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Orlando Thomas, man. I mean, that team was so stacked. So stacked. Dude, he died at 42, man. That's really, really. Lou uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah, it's sad. But, man, it was. Yeah, uh, you can go back and you can think about all the good things that happened. But, yeah, it was. It was tough. 25 years ago, 25 man. years ago today, yeah, Jan. Gary was, Anderson. Jan, yeah. You know, have, we, have we seen him at U.S. Bank Stadium? Has he ever been to U.S. Bank Stadium? The funny thing is, last game that, uh, last game of the right, not the uh, the Green Bay game, but I think it was the uh, the Detroit game. I saw two people with Anderson jerseys, uh, an older man and an older woman. <laughs> and I so they they passed us, and they were about, maybe 15 rows in front of us. I looked at Kim and I'm like, I so want to go down and ask them about that. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, I, he did, he did a lot of good things for the franchise. It, it's disappointing. Oh, I'm not it, hating on him. Oh no, no, no. Nobody's hating on him. But I feel like people, when you think about Gary Anderson, you think Gary Anderson, you think one thing, you think about that miss kick. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Get your reaction as well here on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830 WCCO. I must admit that of the losses that the Twins, not the Twins, the Vikings have had in those big-time NFC Championship games or just in postseason games, Clearly, the Falcons game, that one stands out. That's the heartbreaker there. I'm going to tell you which one hurt me worse than Bounty Gate. Okay. The Eagles game. 
hurt me worse than Bounty Gate. I'm going to tell you why. After we had the Minnesota Miracle, I just thought it was our time. I was like, it's a wrap. It's done. We're playing the Super Bowl in our own home stadium in the first year of it being open. I said, it's our time. It's going down. It's I'm like, Nick Foles? Nick Foles ain't beating us. Yeah. Drew Brees and the Saints in that squad, that was a good team who eventually went on to win the Super Bowl. And I know that Philly did too because they beat the Patriots here. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think – I was more confident of us beating Philadelphia than of beating New Orleans. There was so much momentum after that Stephon Diggs catch. And you're right, no team had ever played the Super Bowl in their home stadium. And what was frustrating about it for me is I was working in Houston at the time. And they came to me, they're like, hey, you are going to cover the Super Bowl for us. We're going to send you up to Minneapolis. Now, I, I think everybody else was afraid to come up to Minneapolis in February because it's cold. Me, I grew up in this stuff. So, I mean, I got the extra pudding. I'm fine. But they're like, you're going to go up there. After that game, and you talk about a swing of emotions, I was kind of, I, I was of the same ilk, Henry. It's like, okay. It's it's all coming together, right? It's happening. This is destiny. It's going to happen. And then, I mean, you get out to a seven nothing lead. Kyle Rudolph catches that touchdown pass. You're up seven nothing on the road. And then you're, you know, the the rest of it happened. And it was just really, it was really unfortunate because, I, yeah, I I think the anticipation for making history at that point. Like, you would have gone down in NFL history of being the first to ever do something. And how many times can you say that in a positive light? Like, you're going to be the first team to ever do this. I know. And it was right there for the Vikings. And, of course, then we know The anticipation what that we had for it was at an all-time high. Oh, man. Like, that, the week between the, the divisional game and the NFC Championship game, I mean, I was on cloud nine because... I'm going into these meetings with my bosses and I'm making all these plans. And it's like, you're going to go to this Super Bowl party and you're going to do this. And, yep. you know, you're going to do all this. And it's like, I'm going to be feeling We're good, going man. to the Playboy party. Yeah, We're going right. to the Maxim Magazine party. Hey, man. When, We're going to, man, you're going to everything. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like you are making all your arrangements to go out and your team could win their first championship ever. And you're going to be surrounded by your fans, by your people that are like you. And I know they say, you know, no rooting. Well, I mean. People can say that you're, you're a fan inside. Absolutely. You're, I mean, that's I'm not saying I'm going to pull a Sid Hartman, but still. Yeah. I mean, there's only one person that could pull a Sid, and that's, that. yeah, that's a Sid. No cheering in the press box. You son of a. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. And, you know, I mean, Sid's an institution. I mean, he's, he is, as, yeah, he is absolutely an icon. In this market. But yeah, you just, you felt it. You felt like this was, this was going to be us. And man, it just, it was hard because I had to interview a member of the Eagles the next day. The next morning after it happened, they're like, oh boy. You know, he was the guy that returned the uh, the interception for a touchdown against Case Keenum. They're like, hey, Chris, can uh, can you do this interview? I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I think that was them. Um, Sticking it to me, and then, you know, five months later, I was back up here. All right, coming up next, I know we've got one more sports 
topic tonight. Just one more. It's a guest, Charles Hallman, Minnesota Sports Recorder. Coming up next, we've got two tournaments here. The Big Ten Conference Tournaments, men's and women's. We'll talk about that next in March. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 